If you like endless mimosas, paninis, frozen yogurt, and adult floats, 32 Below Froyo and More is for you. They are located here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and they got a little something for the whole family. Also, they are doing a giving tree for the Children's Village until December 14th. So if you'd like to donate food, Christmas items for the kids at the Children's Village, make sure you drop them off at 32 Below, Froyo and More, before December 14th. Welcome to Keeping Taps. I'm Tap the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. Good morning. I have Justin with me. Um, he has been a friend of mine for a few years. He is up to some really cool stuff here in Coeur d'Alene. Um, he has a extensive background of all kinds of stuff, anything from marketing to PR to pitching to graphic. I mean, the guy's got a great resume. So of course he wanted to go open his own uh, marketing, uh, I guess, agency. It's interesting how he does it. So I'm going to let him talk a little bit more about it. Uh, first of all, Justin, thank you for doing this. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me, Tabitha. Of course. So tell I'm us excited to talk to you. Yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, you <laughs> and your business. Okay. So um, as Tabitha said, my name is Justin. I own Blackbird Digital here in Coeur d'Alene. Um, we're a small kind of boutique advertising agency. Um, we specialize in what I refer to as creative strategy, um, meaning that I'm not just doing logos and videos and stuff like that. We're doing a lot of research beforehand. And actually that's more of the product we sell than the actual result of the work. Um, because really what it comes down to is small businesses, especially in a community like Coeur d'Alene where there's not, you know, just massive amounts of money like you'd find in big cities um, tend to get skipped over with the beginning part, right? The research that goes into making sure that these ad campaigns are performing at their tip top. Um, so that's really what we're doing. Um, I, I've gone as far as I have a couple of clients that I've literally sat down and taught how to run Facebook ads because that's not the part that they should be paying people to do because that's the part they can do themselves. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it's a it's a pretty it, it's an interesting business model. We're still kind of trying to to uh, work out the kinks. I'm not going to pretend like it's perfect, um, but it's really exciting because at the end of the day, the reason I uh, went into this industry. The reason I love design and marketing, especially, is to help people. Um, it's just can be such a predatory industry, and that's kind of what we're trying to change. Yeah, for sure. I think it's great, and I love that you're partnering with other people and like yeah. really, and not only helping yourself but helping others uh, yeah. that are kind of in the same realm as you, where they're just kind of want to do like design work or mm -hmm. logo work. You know, you're able to partner with someone that brings in a different um, talent to the table. Totally. Yeah. I actually, uh, I, I pitch our company as kind of like the general contractor building your house. Um, really at the end of the day, we're the ones organizing everything, making sure it's up to spec, making sure it's all uh, perfectly cohesive and working together. Um, but you know, I'm going to hire the best electrician for your job and I'm going to be very transparent about that. I don't, I don't white label. I don't hide anything. You're going to know exactly who's doing the work with you, but I'm your main source of contact. And I'm the one that is, organizing everything along with my team, uh, Brian and Max. Yeah. And I mean, you're a young, young guy and you have started your own business doing, you know, bringing something new, doing something different. What inspires you to be your best self and to like, take this, this huge feat, this huge company. I mean, it's not yeah. huge, like, you know, what inspires you to do the best? 
You know, I, that's actually a question that I'm still kind of trying to answer myself, I think. Um, internally, I, I've always had this uh, just need for education, I guess. Like I, I always am I'm, I'm obsessed with personal growth um, in the moment that I don't feel like I am making progress or learning something new is when I become unhappy. Um, so internally with myself, that's a lot of what drives me. Um, but aside from that, honestly, I'm just passionate about it. It's work that I love to do. It's work that um, going through school and coming out of school into the real world, I found is not how it's not as glamorous as they teach you that it is. It's not as happy and perfect and everyone doesn't love you like they think they like you think they're going to. Um, and that's something that I'm, you know, kind of trying to make my own way and flip the script, I suppose. Yeah. And so with that, there comes a lot of uh, life lessons. Was there a life lesson that you have learned the hard way? So many. <laughs> uh, you know, my dad always, he, he was the, the three strike kind of guy, you know, he's like, he'll tell me no twice. And then I figure it out on my own. So I've learned quite a few lessons the hard way. Um, I think the, the biggest one uh, and the one that I still struggle with, and I imagine I'll struggle with for the end of time, just because of how much I want to help people is, uh, you know, not every client is right for you. Um, I can't always help everyone. And there's a tendency to like a client comes to me or comes to anyone, just a general agency. Uh, they come to you and they say, you know, this is what I need done. And this is my budget. And you can't meet that budget. There's a huge tendency to try to meet the budget. Right. And that is just a disservice to everyone. Then, you know, there's only, there's only two outcomes of that. Either you are under delivering the work that you're promising them or you are losing money on that client. And it's not, it's, it's a lose, lose for everyone. Um, so that's, that's a lot of how I've kind of built this network. I'm not, you know, it's not uncommon for me to refer a client to a freelancer or somebody that I think can do more for them for their money um, if they're on the smaller budget end of things. But um, realistically, those are the people that I want to serve. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that that comes with any territory, whether it's counseling or, um, you know, even like skincare, whatever it may be, it's finding the right personalities, the right fit. Cause it doesn't, like you Absolutely. said, everyone isn't like, a. Per, I mean, we're not going to all get along. And so to find someone that you work well with is, is super beneficial for you and the client. Yeah. Yeah. In every sense from, you know, personal relationships and business relationships, you know, it's not, if, if you aren't both benefiting from it, it's not a successful relationship and somebody's going to end up unhappy. Yeah. So is there a person in your life, maybe a hero or someone you look up to um, you know, it could be family, it could be like, you know, mm -hmm. within the industry you're in, is there someone going to say, oh, that's my hero? Yeah. This is, so this is actually, you know, going over the questions that you sent earlier, that these are the, this is the one that I probably struggled the most with because there's so many. Um, and then just kind of defining to myself what a hero is, right? Um, I think it's easy for me to say, you know, my dad, who's been a businessman my entire life and has taught me just about everything I know, um, who's pushed me to be where I am, my Family, the rest of my family, my mom especially, that supported me through this uh, professionally, you know, design-wise, Aaron Draplin, there's just so many of them, right? I can go on and on and on, hundreds of people that inspire me that I follow, but I think at the end of the day, it's important that your hero is yourself, right? I'm not trying to be somebody else. I don't want to be Mark Cuban. I want to be Justin. <laughs> I want to do things my way and help people the way that I know I can. Yeah, and I think it's that cliche thing, like, you look at yourself in the mirror and you want to be a better you each day. Like it's not you yeah. know, constantly competing with yourself and not everybody in your industry. I mean, in your industry, there's, I mean, yeah, we have some people that do it in the community, but we really aren't mm -hmm. saturated with marketing companies. Mm -hmm. um, so, but it's just like, let them do them and you do you and yeah. 
that's personally and I think in your in your business as well. Yeah, yeah, and beyond that, it's a, it's you know every day, and I think the one benefit I can say that I think has come from the pandemic is that it's taught us how much we can do remotely. Um, and you know, I, I'm not tied to Coeur I want to give much as I can back to this community because this is where I'm from. You know, I was born and raised here. I moved away and came back, but this is my life. That being said, there's nothing stopping me from doing work in the Tri-Cities. I have a couple of clients in El Paso, Texas. I have one in LA. Like I'm just kind of all over the place and there's nothing that stops us from doing that. Nope. This is that's if anything, it's learned. And that's really cool is like to work with someone outside of the Coeur d'Alene community. They yeah. come to get a quote from you on like how much it's going to cost. And they're like, yes, because if, yeah. if they're in LA or Vegas or somewhere and they're like, yeah, it's triple yeah. and that you can still give the same service for affordable so that they can fit it in their budget. Absolutely. That's really big, especially like outside of Seattle and Portland, because uh, those are like, those are like the marketing meccas of the US, you know, and you know, you're, they won't even, those agencies, even the small ones won't even get out of bed unless you're offering, you know, 20, 30 grand a month. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just like, to me, that's like, whoo, I made it. That's all I need. You are my client. <laughs> you get all of my time. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> So with your marketing and all kinds, I mean, you're full of energy. You're such a great dude. If you had a billboard and it could be, you know, you could put anything on this billboard, whether it's a motivational marketing, what would it either have or say on it? I mean, probably the four words that everyone needs to hear the most right now that everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, I, I hate the whole uncertain times and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it, it, there's a lot of chaos that's been happening in the last, I mean, I'm, I go as far as say the last 20 years. Um, you know, we're, we're a generation, not me specifically, because I'm a millennial, I guess, but the, you know, Gen Z is a generation that's raised that have literally never seen a day in their life that the U.S. hasn't been at war. Um, there's just, there's just so much chaos that's going on right now, so much that everyone's having to deal with. It's a lot to mentally take, and I think that coming into, you know, 2020, it's kind of starting to reach a fever pitch, um, but at the end of the day, everything's going to be all right. Um, we're going to make it through. We're all in this together. Exactly. And we're very lucky to be in a community that hasn't seen as much. Um, Absolutely. Like I've been traveling around and I've, I mean, it's crazy, crazy. And mm-hmm. we're very fortunate to live in such a community that supports each other, especially right now. I love everyone's shopping local, Yeah, really diving into our community to support one another during this time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's really all we can do. You know, at the end of the day, no matter what we believe or what we agree or disagree on, we can all help each other. And we're all, you know, reaching the same common goal. The only reason we're here is to live a happy life, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you're a local guy um, from the Coeur d'Alene area. Yep. Um, so what is your go-to favorite restaurant in the um, North Idaho? You want my, my exciting one or my bachelor pick? <laughs> I want both. <laughs> All right. I mean, bachelor pick Taco Bell, right? <laughs> There's nowhere else I'm going to spend $5 and hate myself for three days. Um, but my favorite lately has actually been Shiki Sushi downtown. Um, they've been killing it. I love that place. That's actually, I would say, the best sushi I've had like inland in maybe my life. I am the same way. I have been so shocked with them. I yeah. have gone there now like three or four times. And each time mm-hmm. I'm like, no, this is really good. Like this comes with like actual stuff in bigger cities on the coast. I mean, yeah. it's really good. It's killer. And it's so reasonably priced and the staff is amazing. I can't believe how well they've done. Uh, they opened like directly before the pandemic, like week before the pandemic. <laughs> so I they've know. never had a moment of like comfort and they've, they've just been killing it. They're always packed. I, 
I have to go there on off time because, um, because it is so packed sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the limited capacity and stuff, but man, they're just killing it. We're so fortunate to have, um, so many cool new restaurants actually opening in the Coeur d'Alene area. It feels like, you know, I've been back in Coeur d'Alene for about, I guess it was probably 16 years now, uh, about 10 of those I'm old enough to really, you know, understand what's going on. And it's cool to see how much the community is kind of shifting towards, um, culture I guess is the best way to put it like we actually we have culture yeah it's it's cool we have we have a little little slice of of urbanist tendencies coming in now and I think it's really beneficial for just about everyone I I agree I love that um we just we do we have so many great restaurants and things for Delane like anytime like someone I I get texts from people are like hey I'm coming to Coeur d'Alene where do I go to eat I'm like all right you want a book this is these places you go for breakfast here's where for lunch Um, absolutely I was like, there's even the small communities like Rastrum, man. Rastrum's killing it lately. <laughs> is, that, is it Westward Brewery? Yeah, Westward Brewery. And then is Nadine's in Rastrum, I believe. Oh, yeah. And I, I've heard like, a lot about that. I've oh, not man. Yeah, it's really cool to see. I mean, I guess the bonus of things starting to kind of expand out. The smaller communities are getting to be actual communities. <laughs> yeah. And like, even like our food, we have food truck pavilions now. Everywhere. Two of them. So <laughs> rad. So outside of um, killing it in the marketing business, um, what is your like hobbies that you like to do? <laughs> so I'm, I'm a bit of a hobby hopper. Um, hobby ADD is what my dad's always called it. That it seems <laughs> like every couple of years I get obsessed with something new and I just kind of like fully invest myself into it until I feel like I have accomplished a uh, you know reasonable level of knowledge <laughs> and then I move on. <laughs> uh, but my, my constants have always been really anything with a motor. Um, I grew up riding dirt bikes and stuff, so I translated into cars and street bikes. Um, but right now, I've been super, super into collecting vinyl. Um, I've been doing that for about six or seven years now, but like the last probably year and a half, I feel like that's been my main hobby because it's like the one thing I can do to like relax. <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah, if I'm not if I'm not in this office right now working, I'm typically either at the Long Ear at Resurrection Records or Total Trash Records in Spokane or in my room spinning a record. <laughs> Do you ever go like to like Goodwills and places like that? Do they ever have hidden gems? You know, they do. If you're willing to look, um, garage sales are some of my favorites. Yeah. I've gotten some like, you know, old Elvis records and stuff from garage sales and anything with Elvis's name on it in 2020 is worth a ton. Um, that being said, it's amazing how much current stuff is out. Like I can't think of the last time I wanted an album that wasn't pressed. Um, so, you know, even current music, I'm always getting pre-orders in the mail of albums that came out, you know, well, that's actually great. that's a great thing is like we don't want to we're not buying cds so you might yeah. get it as a record you're going to get it right on your phone with like yep. spotify you go to itunes that's a great way to support an artist but also like i love the vinyl like there's, there's special about that sound yeah i actually started collecting before i even had a turntable um you know when i was in, when I was in college and i was a design student one of my biggest passions has always been music um, and that's really what I wanted to work into, you know, is doing album artwork. It seemed like any time a professor gave me a project, I tried to figure out a way I could turn it into something music related. Um, so I started collecting vinyl just because it was cool to have, you know, the 12 by 12 inch oh. copies of my favorite album covers, right? Um, and that's kind of where it started. And then I bought, you know, a cheap little record player from Best Buy and used it for about six months in the dorms. And then I moved out into an apartment and upgraded to this just ungodly sound system that now it's like 90% of what I'm moving is a literal truckload of records and speakers and stuff when I have to move. 
that is awesome it's like it's art it's like it's like your decor it is it is i mean i actually have a room dedicated a room in my house dedicated nothing but my computer and records and you know, guitars cool. and stuff yeah it's cool that's really really cool um so is there something you wish you would have known before starting your career um and it can be within your own business or working for other agencies before is there something you wish you would have known yeah um you know i got kind of lucky with this one uh because you know life didn't take me in the direction that i thought i wanted um, but turned out to be the one i did uh, when i came out of college my entire dream was to be you know to have my work in ad week or something like that to be featured and you know and Forbes, you know, some some crazy like you know every every young designer marketer's goal, um, and I've learned that I'm actually happy I don't work at some gigantic agency or you know with these huge clients. I have friends that work you know places like BBDO or uh, Digital Kitchen and White and Kennedy, like just international agencies, and there's just so much stress. You know, like it seems so cool to be like, hey, you know, I work with Taco Bell, but then the stress that comes with that, how busy they are. And it's just, whew, man, it's, it's a lot to deal with. And there's so much, it, you know, you mess up one time, you know, you're dealing with millions and millions of dollars and they'll can you in a heartbeat. You don't get to build that relationship like you do with small clients. Um, so I, I was fortunate that, you know, I, I applied for a couple of local jobs and I got one pretty much immediately after graduation. And I fell in love real fast with working with small businesses. I love that. I think there's something special about small businesses and that relationship and it's like if you create that relationship with that business or that person or whatever it is mm -hmm. they, like there's just something magical about it. even when you like part ways it's always yeah. like you stay close to that person and um yep. it's just it's there's something special about it. And especially in a, like a smaller community like Coeur d'Alene, Spokane, Post Falls um we're really fortunate to be able to create those relationships yeah well and the work you get to do is so much more creative too um the, the further we get the longer time goes on, marketing is turning more and more into this just like analytical, like statistically, this is what we need to do. So this is what we do. And, you know, it's, it's cool. And especially if you're into analytics, you know, I really enjoy that side of it, but I also really love the creative end of it too. And that creative end, the more the analytics comes in, the more the creative goes away. Um, and with small businesses, you get to work, you know, hand in hand with your clients. I have a very personal relationship with all my clients. I get Christmas cards from them. I go to barbecues at their houses. like, you become friends, care about them. It's not just for both of you. It's not just a revenue stream anymore. It's a relationship. Well, and I think that markets yourself as well. Um, I've noticed Absolutely. I haven't had to market myself when my PR stuff is because mm -hmm. everyone I've worked with has used my name or that someone knows yeah. that knows my work. And so then it speaks for itself. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I've been, that's perfect. It's, it's, I've been very fortunate, you know, I'm realistically so blackbirds existed for about seven months but it's been a full-time like functioning agency for about four now um and i haven't had to spend a dollar on advertising um you know i've joined a couple networking groups um i try to be pretty i try to be as specific as possible with my networking groups towards ones that i know have clients that i want to work with and ones that can i can benefit from and do good with um, but other than that like I haven't spent even a dime on Facebook ads or Google ads or anything. It's really weird to be a marketing company that doesn't really market themselves in the traditional well, sense. Exactly. And it's, that's what shows like your talent and like the word of mouth. I mean, especially mm -hmm. in small community. I mean, actually in even larger communities. Um, you know, the reason I work with, I have a client down is because you just meet people through other ways and it mm -hmm. kind of sells itself. Yeah. And those are the best leads too. Like, I mean, even from a business perspective, like you can cast a huge net and throw out ads and you're going to get, you know, 10, 15 leads and maybe close one or two of them. Um, 
but when they're when they're referral leads those are, those are the best ones and they're ones yeah. that you know like if you get along with this person you're good friends with them you've done good work with them then you're probably gonna have a pretty good relationship with the referral as well and they're serious like they really yeah. want a marketing company it's not just yeah. uh, i kind of saw it. it yep it's yeah, they, really- they sought it out instead of just i like, got delivered it that's yeah. definitely that, that's what i'm always talking about with with clients is the difference between um you know the the really formal forms of advertising, which are kind of impulse buys, um, especially if you're a service company, like that's not always the best option, right? Like I, I, if someone comes to me and they're like, do I do Google or Facebook first? My answer is always, are you doing one already? And if they're not, then I always tell them Google and Google, those are the, those are the ones that are hot. Those are people that are actively looking for you. Those are people that are searching marketing agency Coeur d'Alene. Whereas on Facebook, you know, I can deliver and add to them and I can feel to their emotion. But at the end of the day, it's like putting a candy bar at the cash register. I don't know how interested they actually are. They don't know if they're actually interested. They're not, you know, they may not have a budget. They, there's just so much that goes into it. That's so true. So what is something, obviously you, you've been doing well, you, you're not even a year in and you're <laughs> coming to you and you're busy already, which is exciting. I'm so happy for you. Um, but what is something, whether it's business, professional, um, personal that you failed at that you kind of learned a lot about yourself through? Oh man. Um, I think the thing I failed the most at, which is kind of contradictory to what I would say about some of these other things, if we talk deeper is taking time for myself and taking care of myself. Um, I think it's really easy to, to, to buy into the hustle culture that we have today, especially with social media and stuff. And, you know, I find myself working 60, 70 hour weeks and not having time for family or friends or anything. Um, and that, that builds up, you know, that's not just those relationships that are kind of decaying. That's also you know, your own mental health. Like <laughs> sometimes you need to get away. Um, so I, I've been really w- with that failure. Uh, I've been learning a lot about how to kind of set boundaries, um, you know, when to just turn my phone off, when to take a day off, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, that, that's, that's one of my biggest like consistent failures, I think. And it's, it's, I feel like weekly, that's a battle I'm always fighting, but at the end of the day, you know, failure is success if you're learning from it. So I'm never too upset. And I really think that's a great point. Um, that hustle culture, you're supposed to work Mm -hmm. 80 hours. You're supposed to work all the time. You're supposed to do this and this, and you're really hurting your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, your relationships. Sometimes when you're thriving work, your friendships and relationships, start to like wither away because you're not nurturing yeah. that and you're not there for them so and then physically like you start to like get ill because yeah. you're stressed or you're not going to the gym or you're not eating yep. well um so I think that's a super important thing is that you know we all need to make time for ourselves yeah and I mean I, I don't get me wrong I don't have like an issue with like the whole mentality of the hustle culture I just think that the way it's presented at least to us as as consumers is a lot more damaging than it should be. You know, there's something to be said about working, right? Make the most of the time that you have in the office. Like don't waste time, get, get shit done, move on. Um, but it's important that you're not just buying into that. Like I, I, I follow a couple of my favorites. Everyone watches Gary Vee, especially probably people listening to this podcast. One of my other favorites is Ryan Serhan. So he, he's from Million Dollar List. I think he's real, but he, he kind of treads the same line um, but what you don't see is that they do spend time with their families, right? They don't talk about it, but they're, there's not on camera for it. And even if they don't, they're not in a healthy place. Um, and I, I think that it's easy to hide that stuff on camera. It's easy to hide it on the internet and people 
don't realize that until it's too late. I've seen a lot of friends and coworkers and stuff damaged by that kind of mentality. Yeah. And I think we, you know, people ask, you're like, how you doing, Justin? You're like, great, busy, like busy. And we're supposed to always be busy. And I think if anything yeah. taught us during like COVID is that it's okay not to be busy. It's okay to mm -hmm. spend time with your family or your loved one or sit at home and play games and not talk to anyone, shut off your phone, like, mm -hmm. you know, not check your social media. And like, I know we're all guilty of that, but it's like, oh, absolutely. I think that busy, like you have to be busy. You have to be doing seven different things. You'd be involved. You feel in guilty. Yep. Exactly. It's the worst. Like I, I hate to like somebody texts you and it's like nine o'clock at night and they're like, what are you up to? And I'm like, Oh, you know, just working. And I'm like, why am I doing that? Like, <laughs> why am I answering that way? Um, even, you know, it's true, but that, that, that is kind of that. It, it always points it out in my mind that I need to chill out and, and take some time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if someone wants to hire you or get a hold of you or talk about, see if you're the right fit for someone, how would myself or someone listening get a hold of you to talk about um, what you can offer them? Oh man, my lines are open everywhere. Um, you can email me directly at admin at thisisblackbird.com. Um, you can text me. My cell phone number directly is 208-659-1363. Um, I admittedly am not the best at answering the phone because I don't have a receptionist or anything and I'm always running around to meetings and stuff. Um, so hit me with a text or an email, Facebook message, uh, Instagram message. I, I'm very responsive to all of it. Um, but no matter who you are, what you need or are looking for, I'm here to sit down and talk. And uh, with that, you know, I'm also open to letting you know if, if what your plans are necessarily the right decision in every situation. You know, I'm not the kind of guy that you're going to come and say, I need a website. I'll say, okay, cool. It'll be, you know, $10,000. You're going <laughs> to, I'm going to ask you, why do you need a website? What's that for? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, maybe you just need a landing page and we need to focus more on your social media. There's a lot of, a lot of things there that people uh, I think get sucked into, especially with this like order taker mentality of a lot of agencies. Um, we just want to make sure that, you know, I, I'm here to help you guys. And if there's anything that I can help with, I want to make sure that you guys reach out to me, even if you don't want to work with me, you know, <laughs> I'll have a cup of coffee with you. We'll talk. That's, that's, yeah, I actually feel like you and I should have a beer right now as we're talking. Like, that's how I feel like <laughs> you're one of those guys that I just want to like sit down and chat with. You're just amazing. So yeah, every I appreciate that is crazy right now as we've been saying is covid i know we're talking about the new normal right now things are nuts people are dealing with depression um health issues what is one piece of advice you could give someone that um is going through a rough time right now oh man um you know that's hard because i think we all struggle with it you know that's something that i've been fighting this whole time you know to the point that uh, briefly deactivated a lot of my social media and stuff just because I needed to disconnect and I didn't, I wasn't strong enough to do it myself. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the best thing that you can do is focus on what you have in your life, focus on the good people, the relationships you have, uh, maintain those because you'll always get through it, you know, like every time, you know, I start to get a little freaked out about what's going on. Then I look at my phone and I have a text from, you know, one of my best friends like Callie or Cole or Sandis or my parents. Um, and that just kind of reminds me that we're all going through the same thing and we'll all be okay at the end of the day, especially if we take time to take care of each other. Yeah, I love that. Well, Justin, thank you so much for giving me your time well, and you. uh, we'll keep in touch. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, 
like, and follow along.